Welcome to In Other Words, part of Perfect World Network Radio. It is brought to you in part by Social Buzz Pro's online marketing experts. And I'm your host of In Other Words, Susan Scher. I have two guests with me right now. I have Erica Burns and Robert Lee. Hello. Hello. Hi. Now, from their voices, you may not have known which was which, which is kind of the point of this show. Both of them... what. Erica is transgender, meaning, can tell us exactly what that means, please, Erica. It means that I, a lot of people say born in the wrong body. Um, for me, it means that my body is not in line with how I identify um, emotionally and mentally. So mm-hmm. um, in being transgender, I am working to identify on the outside a lot more closely with how I identify on the inside. And the inside is female. Correct. Okay. Robert. You are not trans. I am not trans. I am usually labeled trans. I am gender fluid. Gender fluid. Now, the term, tell me if this term is correct, hermaphrodite. No. No? Okay, because hermaphrodite, well, actually, that's a physical term, yeah, isn't it? It has nothing term. to do it's with a medical what you term. feel. Yeah, that yeah. means that you have born these, with both sexes. the gender, yeah, the uh, sexual organs, bo- uh, born organs with both. of both genders, yeah. yeah. And But that's not you. You were born a male. I was born a male. Okay. And people often take me as a female, though. Okay. Well, the um, long micro braids would have something to do with that. And my face shape and the shape of my body being, because I'm naturally thick, I'm Puerto Rican and black, so I'm very curvy. So it's hard for them to understand. And then my Adam's apple doesn't show when I lift my neck. No, it doesn't. That's right. That's interesting. I didn't notice that until you said it, but yeah. Now, is that because of carrying extra weight? Possibly, yeah, but no, none of the men in my family, even the thinner ones, have really big exposed Adam's apples. Hey, sometimes that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is it? Clint Walker had a huge Adam's apple. I used to watch it go up and down when I watched it <laughs> on TV. But, yeah, you could you could pass. I can see that. Now, I understand transgender. And let's be real clear about this for anyone in the audience who isn't, who who doesn't really understand this. This has nothing to do with sexual orientation. This has nothing to do with gay or straight or uh, bisexual. It has to do with how you feel. The reality is men and women are different. They feel different. They approach things differently. And Erica, what you're saying is that you see the world as a female. Correct. Through that lens. Yes, yes. Okay. And yet, you were raised male. Yes. What, now, you're, you're how old? 26 now? Is that 23. It? 23. And when did you start the transition, physical transition? The physical transition back in October of last year. Okay, so it hasn't even been a year. It hasn't. It's been just about nine months at Okay, this point. so until then... Your parents were treating you as male, your friends, pretty much everybody was. Um, well, I came out in college actually about two years before, um, a little over two years before physically transitioning through hormones. So okay. um, I had my last two years of college, I was identifying as Erica. I was identifying as trans at 
college specifically versus at home where I was more or less still Eric. Boy, that takes guts coming out as an undergrad. <laughs> well, I was a, it was a supportive environment, and I oh, was um, able to live in an apartment, um, have my own room, and it was a gender-neutral um, housing, which is a great thing to have. You mean um, the university had gender-neutral housing? Yeah, the college. Okay. Um, it didn't have it officially, but it was known as Women, Gender, and Sexuality Housing. It was a living learning center, uh-huh. and there were four single rooms in there, and um, guys or girls of as they said, all genders could Uh live there. So it was very open and it was just an an environment that made it easier for me. Where was this? St. Mary's College of Maryland, the public honors college in Southern Maryland. My gosh, that is not common (laughs) in higher education institutions. Uh, So when you got into that particular housing development, did it matter what gender you were or what you identified with? It really did, and it was very, very um, just open and not about gender. It was well, it was so. About so, so I could have gone in. I'm female, physically, mentally, emotionally, all that, and I could have gotten in there. Exactly. Okay. They have a lot of this. Um, unfortunately, that was pretty much the only thing they had at the time. They didn't have official, what was known as eventually open housing, where mm-hmm. in regular dorm halls, they would have a wing, um, devoted to gender neutral housing versus before when I was there, okay. um, where it was just that specific LLC. So my first semester at the college, I was just thrown in with a guy roommate in a guy's wing and it mm-hmm. was a terribly unproductive, um, counterproductive situation. <laughs> so, um, but, um, the college itself as a whole was um, pretty liberal in terms of um, being accepting and not, um, I never dealt with blatant discrimination. It was, if anything, more subtle wow, at times. That's great. And this would be from the student body as well? Um, student body, the um, faculty, particularly residence life and my living situations um, under their enforcement. Um, but it was, um, overall, the students were very open-minded there and it was a very artsy type of school. So that would make That makes a sense. difference. Yeah, it does. And say the name of the school again, because this is amazing. I want people to know. Um, it's not Mount St. Mary's, the Catholic college in Emmitsburg. It's St. Mary's College of Maryland, the public honors college in Southern Maryland. Okay. So All I right. just figured I should make that distinguish, um, distinguish the difference there because uh, yes. a lot of people get it mixed up <laughs> and I don't know how Mount St. Mary's is. So. Okay. Yeah, that would make it much easier to come out. But, of course, people knew. Well, like you said, uh, there were some people who knew in high school, right? They had ideas, right? Like, I had a girl in my Spanish class who would refer to me as Erica. Um, and at that point, I just wasn't fully comfortable coming out in that kind of environment because okay. it was very hostile. Did you ever talk to her about this, or did she just figure it out? Um, she kind of just figured it out on her own. Okay. Um, and that you were a girlfriend. Um, well, not a male friend. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My sophomore year, we had, um, class together, freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then my sophomore year, um, like the first week we fe- spotted each other in the hallway and, um, she just referred to me as Erica and then like grabbed my arm, like, like girlfriends do. <laughs> so, and I was at that point being like, I was confused a little bit cause I wasn't out and I didn't know what my name would be when I decided to transition and be transgender openly. Now, when you are fully, as fully female as you can be, will you change your name? Um, well, yes. My, and my name has been legally changed at this point. It's been changed from Eric to Erica. Oh, but you're going to keep Erica. You're not going to choose some other name. Yeah. Cause I, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity here. <laughs> Very few people get this. You get to pick 
your name. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I mean, um, I, I think that um, it's just, it's uh, for me, like, the decision is difficult. And it's actually interesting because I, the um, organization I changed my name through legally um, gave me the opportunity to provide a story of my name. It's called Free State Legal mm-hmm. um, in Baltimore City. Um, and they're actually having a reception this evening at Red Emma's. Um, but it's... Um, was very like open to hearing about why I chose Erica as my basically trans transitional name as opposed to like something that might have been completely different from Eric. Okay, yeah, I knew a guy, and and Robert, thank you for being so quiet and patient. I will get to you. Um, I I know a guy who I met as a woman when she changed. Now I'm making up all these names because I have promised him anonymity. Uh, let's say his name was um, Mark. And he started at first going by Michelle, uh, but then went through several names uh, for for several months. I never knew what to call him because he kept changing his name, trying them on, mm-hmm. seeing what fit until he chose one legally. So I would imagine that would be fun. Yeah. Very few people get to do that. Okay. So, Robert. Yes. Yeah, see, the voice, the style of speech sounds more feminine. I've been told that. I've always been told that all my life. I've had the same voice ever since I was young. And I'm biracial. I'm, well, multiracial. My dad is Hispanic. Um, He's Puerto Rican and Caucasian. And my mother's African-American. But the first half of my life, I grew up in a more African-American setting, like in schools and stuff, inner city schools and stuff. And they Mm -hmm. always used to tell me that I sound like a girl. They was like, why do you talk like that? They thought I was making my voice like that. But they realized quickly that after days and days of it never changing, that that was my voice. Because you have gone through puberty. I mean, you've got yes, five o'clock yes. shadow. Yeah. yeah, I've gone through puberty and everything, but they always, they realized that my voice would never change. And they used to think I was, they was like, why do you talk like that? Put some bass in your voice. My voice is very airy and light. So this is not just a, an emotional fluidity. You actually, you're, you're born male and you have the, the, um, some characteristics. You have the sex organs of a male. Yes. And only that, correct? Yes. Okay. And yet, chemically, there is a lot of female in you, yes. it would seem. Yes. And part of that might be due to genetics, and some of it may be, like you said, weight-related, because they notice that men who are heavier tend to have more estrogen. Well, yeah, but they are yeah. a lot heavier. You're overweight. I'm talking yeah. about, you know, for the estrogen to make that much of a difference. Yeah. You got to be really <laughs> obese. Yes, but yeah, maybe it's genetic. I don't know, but yeah, I have naturally some feminine things about me that are natural. Um, I remember growing up in high school, my friends who were females called in the house and they couldn't tell the difference between me or my mother. And they <laughs> said they could tell. They started to learn the difference because they said that her voice is actually a little bit deeper than mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to listen to you without uh, see. see audience, you've got an advantage here. You don't know what these people look like. I'm staring at them, but yeah, when I close my eyes, you do sound more like a woman than a man. Now, by, I mean, trans, figuring out that you're trans, it seems to me is relatively, and I stress that word, easy. How, and and Erica is nodding, Robert, how do you figure this one out? Mine's is more of a gender fluidity thing, and that can encompass the trans community. Some people in the trans community consider themselves 
gender fluid, gender non non binary, non binary. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Explain that to me. So the um, non binary is um, in relation to the gender binary. It's basically the gender norm society has. Uh-huh. Put in place. Binary is male, female. Exactly. Right. And and um, a lot of it's socially constructed versus just being natural. Um, and um, the tr- people in the trans community who identify as non-binary, basically, um, it's it's they're not saying, oh, well, if you're transitioning from a man to a woman, you're going to wear dresses and lipstick all the time. You might just, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of had, have an androgynous appearance. Okay. But you're not fluid. I... Which you are now in a transitional yes, state. Erica is planning to completely transition yeah. into one. Right. I'm a person where I'm always in the middle of everything. Just like my sexual identity and my cultural identity is fluid because I'm mixed with a lot of things. And the same thing is with my sexual identity and my gender identity. I consider myself in the middle. I always consider myself in between everything. <laughs> You're Switzerland. Yes. You're neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in between everything. So I consider some, I have the, mind of a female i think like a female because i was raised mostly by my mother and my grandmother so i think my mind works no that does not make you think like a female it makes you able to see things that's what more i mean from a because yeah, my brother was raised by a single yeah. mother and um so whenever i say just my brother because he was much younger than the rest oh. of us um but yeah so you got that other perspective yeah so i can see the way females see things versus the way males see things. However, my mind can play, can switch on both. Like some things that I do, guys don't understand, but some things that they do, I don't understand. And it's an example. Like, um, I know guys are messy. I'm not extremely, extremely neat or clean or whatever, but there are some things I'm more sanitary than most guys. Most guys will touch the bottom of their shoe and touch their face with no problem. I can't do stuff like that. (laughs) I can't. I can't. And um, they always think it's weird because uh, I have straight heterosexual male friends that they like to like touch and play with me and stuff. Uh-huh. Even though they know I'm a guy, they still treat me like a girl and stuff. You're, and I, you're talking about the friendly kind of touch. Yes. Like one-armed touch. hugs yes. and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. they treat me as if I was a female friend more so than a male friend, even though they know I'm a male. Now, how does that work for them? I mean, that's got to be confusing for them, too. Uh, it's always been like that ever since I was a kid. Guys would make fun of me in uh-huh. class, but when they're, when girls weren't around or their girlfriends weren't around, they would treat me just like their girlfriends. That is interesting. <laughs> and the thing is, you would have been dressed like a boy. Yes. You wouldn't have had the long hair. I've always had thick hair, but I didn't have long braids, but I've always had thick hair. Uh, okay. I have a picture. Um, my natural hair is quite thick like Erica's, see. Now that, I'm looking at a picture, how old are you there, about eight or nine? No, this is a picture from high school. I'm about 17. Really? Yes. Um, I'm going to have this up on the website. You, yeah, thick hair, definitely, but you look like, I I really thought you were like a 10 or 12 year old girl is what this looks like. That's what people always say. (laughs) Even when I wore my own hair out before the extensions and stuff, people could not always tell whether I was a male or female, especially if they were seeing me from a distance. Uh Like you said, because you're close up on me, you can see that I had facial hair and stuff. Right. Yes. But from a distance, people can never tell. See, now that's something I noticed with Erica because Erica, I don't know if we'll have a body shot of her, Mm -hmm. but she is what? Six, three, Six one, actually. Six one, very broad shouldered. If she were a guy, she would be a or could be a champion athlete. I mean, she could be Bruce Jenner. (laughs) Um, And so, 
you know, to look at her, you'd think she'd come across as a man, but the way she stands... I opened the door to her once, and the way she was standing, the feet together, and just the way the shoulders were set, a guy would never do that. <laughs> well, I would say that Erica can look like a female, but you have to look at her on the right angles and stuff. When I first came across Erica in high school, I saw her from the back, and from the back... Are oh, you guys the same age? No. How old are you, Erica? I'm 23. She's older than me by year. I'm okay, but you went to school yes, together. we went okay. to high school together. When I first ran across Erica, I saw her from the back, and I always said that she looked like Sarah Jessica Parker. Whenever I see Erica, <laughs> especially if I saw her from a distance, I used to call her Sarah Jessica Parker. She has that hair. She kind of has that face shape. So I always identified her with Sarah Jessica Parker, even though I knew she was a male at the time. Uh-huh. See, now, I have never seen your hair, Erica. See, right from here, um, she's one of my students. And after her lesson, she ha- always goes to her own students, her own piano students, And they have asked her, until the transition is more obvious, to continue to present as a male. And I think that's a reasonable request, because this is students that you have had, who who know Eric. Um, Yes. I mean, mean, when I started with these students, I was already out as Erica and in the process of transitioning. But um, But you looked like a guy. Basically. Yeah. And so I can understand they're wanting to do that. But for that reason... I've never seen her with her hair down or makeup or anything like that. So from a distance, they both could be female. But Robert, I I have to admit, I don't understand how this works. (laughs) For instance, does the sexual uh, preference, is that fluid too? I mean, if you were a male... Would that would you be called bisexual? I consider myself bisexual, but I prefer mostly men. However, okay. there are certain types of women who can grab my interest. The average, I would say... Your interest as a male? My interest as a human, just okay. in general. Okay. I prefer men sexually. However, there are times when there is a female or two that can catch my attention, but it's far and few. Men are okay. much more frequent. Okay. Okay. Now, we're pre-recording, so we can edit this out, but I've, I've got to ask you, how do you attract men when you present, like, you've got your beard there, I know. Robert? And Erica, you still have it. It's, it's not as prominent. That's it's going good to know. Away. I've yeah. been told that estrogen has been helping with my Adam's apple and my facial hair, so at it, least... It is, it is, and your voice is more feminine. That's good. Um, but, um, well, me, I shave, and then when I shave, that helps some. It still has a shadow, but that helps some. Also, my voice, they love my voice. When they hear me on the phone, uh-huh. they love my voice. They just automatically, it just does something for them. Okay, but then you meet the person. I meet them, and they see that I have curves and stuff, as you said, because I uh-huh. have weight to me, and then they see that I'm multiracial, and they think I'm exotic, and then mm-hmm. they just kind of, like, fill in the blanks. Their mind does its own little fantasy where... What a- <laughs> You know, they know I'm a guy, but they're going to change it because I have enough girly features, enough for them Uh that they can make it whatever they want. Okay. Have you got, that was used in a general term. (laughs) Have you had sex? I have. I have not. Okay. Robert, 
Was it with a man or a woman? The first time was with a woman, Mm -hmm. and subsequent times after that were mostly with men. Okay. I can see how you could have sex with a woman. I mean, that just fits what we call a normal pattern. Mm -hmm. What do you do, and, and you can be as reticent or as graphic as you want with this, how do you handle it when it's a man? And you've been listening to In Other Words, part of Perfect World Network Radio. You can find us at pwnradio.net. You can find me, Susan Share, in my editing and writing business at inotherwordsgroup.com. In Other Words is brought to you in part by Social Buzz Pros, online marketing experts. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us again. Bye-bye. In other words. <laughs>